Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, good evening and welcome to the Talking Cop for this Sunday night. I'm Gav and with me as usual is Keith, is Emma and is Shawnee. Um, Liverpool have gone top of the league in the Premier League with a 3-2-1 a a win away to Crystal Palace. Um, other results around us, namely Arsenal getting beaten on Aston Villa, allowed us to go top. And the lads done an excellent show yesterday after the game. Um, going through every incident in it. Um, so we will just stick to some players, how we feel, looking forward to stuff coming up in the, really in the next two weeks, right up to uh, the 23rd of December. And um, anything else comes up in the chat, yeah, let us know. So um, let me start, let me start. Emma, how are you? The moustache didn't last very long. You said you were keeping it. You made this big bold yeah. statement last <clears throat> week, um, but that's gone. But how are you feeling? Liverpool top of the league. I, I told you, yeah, excellent. But in terms of the, the tash, and you kept referring to it this week, I was up for an award and work. Yeah. And I thought, if I win this, I'm going to have to get my photograph taken. And I don't want to, <laughs> to be in the annals of history with me with a big sweeten brush on my lip. So um, I said, so, um, I'm to take it off. I, I don't when did you get the award? Well, I, no, he didn't. No, I didn't I get him, it. I done him a disservice. <laughs> because because you shaved the fucking tash off then? No, because he, he, he was worried. He was he was worried. But I did do you a bit of a disservice during the week when you you, you absolutely lashed back at me very aggressively. Where when I said Emmett's up for his um, <laughs> employee of the month uh, thing, and he's up against this girl and this girl, and you swiped back at me and went, uh, "Excuse me, it's inspirational leader of the year." Yeah, and I was short. like, right, "Okay, still lost short. anyway." So don't fuck yourself. <laughs> anyway, um, but how are you feeling other than that? Other than the devastating defeat oh, and the inspirational manager of the year award. <clears throat> Yeah, no, it's uh, it's the taking part that counts. You know, I got a nomination. That's the main thing. Okay, yeah. I get a medal. I get I get a few quid as well. So that. So should I do it when when you come up on screen? It should just flash up going inspirational manager of the year nominee twenty twenty three. It'd be like Richie Sadlier when he's on RT and it's like 
uh, played for Millwall. <laughs> do yeah, you yeah. we do something it's, like it's, that? It's, it's the best nomination I've had since Tala Person of the Year 2018 and 2019. Oh, my God. <laughs> double, 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 double. Yeah. Tala yeah. Person Didn't win year. that either. <laughs> <laughs> like you Still don't know who nominated me. <laughs> you just got nominated. Okay. <laughs> yeah. This is amazing. But listen, yeah. how are you feeling? Yeah, you yeah, yeah, no, I'm good. Yeah. Are you? Okay. Happy. Right. Yeah. Little bit. I, I know I texted you earlier on. I was the shower door broke, came off the rail. I don't know whether you have one of these that it's a, yeah. runs along a rail. Yeah. And I was standing in the shower, fully clouded this morning. Yeah. And the the fucking the tap is a lift up tap to turn it on, and I got caught in the waistband of the tracksuit bottoms, and I didn't realise that when I was leaning forward trying to screw this thing in, I was pulling the tap on and yeah. off as I was going backwards and forwards. I didn't realise that it was too late. I was absolutely soaking. Okay. I was wearing no, a fleece. Say, so you're not going to be, you're not going to be plumber of the year either. No, <laughs> no, yeah. no. Poor no. place. No, man. I'm well known for not being a very, very handy man. I'm not on computers and Excel and stuff like that. And even and Gavin, even on Excel, I'm not that great. <laughs> yeah, the Excel can get a bit fucking ropey. In fairness, <laughs> Shawnee, how are you feeling? Have you had any instances in the shower? Have you been nominated for anything, or are you are you just normal, unlike the other fella? <laughs> oh, I was I was up for a award in my job, the 2023 XL Leos of the Year. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. How did you go on? Did you get beaten by Maeve no, as well? One, no, no, won it toward the end of row. <laughs> You're like the <laughs> Phil Taylor of the Here XL spreadsheet. It's being named after me now. It's being yeah. named after me now next year. The inaugural Sean Lawson XL spreadsheet reward. It's like, it's like, it's like the, the, the Vince Lombardi. In the oh, NFL. Yeah. Okay, okay. The ashes. <laughs> it's like the ashes. It's Shawnee Lawson V Little Award of the Year. Uh, yeah. And come here, um, 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 what did what did you win for, Shawnee? Just pride. Just an enormous sense of pride in myself again. Just three yeah. years in a row. You and don't do you do feel a monetary gain? Do you feel that when um you know when this award comes around, it must be obviously early December when this comes around, do you feel the pride kind of wearing away late November and you just feel like you need that boost? Yeah, sometimes it just comes around. Like, you look, you know, when the old, when the formulas aren't formulating and the pivot tables aren't pivoting, <laughs> you just need something to lift you up and carry you through. Yeah. Just happens every year. Just okay. want to thank, uh, thank the, the big man upstairs for, for, uh, for making it happen as well. I'm All right, relax there, Katie Taylor. Will you? <laughs> I'm, I'm still waiting on my trophies. I haven't got order of them yet, but I'm waiting. I'm Do you know what you should say? Place. You should say, listen, if you haven't ordered them trophies yet, can you get me belts? Right? <laughs> Just go around <laughs> town with three belts on. With well, the I want them. I'm gonna, no, I'm going to get them. They're going to be... They're going to be three big sovereign rings with the XL symbol on them. Like, <laughs> yeah. on. 21, 22, 23. Tom Brady going around. And in about 15 yeah. years, I'll be in, you know, that pawn show on in Vegas. You know, that pawn show that's beyond the telly. And I go into your man, uh, Rick, is it? And I say yeah. to him, listen, I have three shiny Lawson winner's <laughs> rings here. How much can I get for them? Um, but anyway, uh, well done. Oh, lucky, Emma. Uh, well done, Shani. Oh, Keith, have you been nominated for anything? No, no. But I just sent a text message to me boss there asking, can you put me on a beginner's course for XL? Because I feel a bit left out here. <laughs> I'm laughing along with the V look up and, and again, the pivots and all that. Skills. I, 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 I don't know. I'm an empty vessel. 
it's not about the trophies. It's about influence at the end of the day. And if if one or two kids pick up Excel after this, then I'm a, I, who's yeah. the real winner? Here? Let's be honest. <laughs> Do you know what, Shani? Yeah, I reckon. I reckon if 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 you'd have won this tour one a year ago, you would have moved into Melwood like an academy, an XL academy. The women wouldn't be there. It'd be the Sean Lawson XL Academy, Melwood, Liverpool. Um, but there you go. Uh, Is it like the NBA MVP? You know the way if a player wins it twice in a row, it doesn't matter if he's the best player in the world. Like Giannis in won two MVPs and then the tour jersey was fucking great and they didn't give it to him because they talk about voting fatigue. Is that why you're on two still, do you think? Is that someone else that's going to probably getting the nip one on you undeservedly no well the little ba- the little bastard I was trying to come in trying to take it off me but oh. you know and I just send them a few dodgy copy and paste for him and it's there yeah. and them up. <laughs> self-sabotage and look it's all about me at the end of the day. look enough about, enough about enough about me being the triple champ can we get on talking about the Reds please yeah no but you started it <laughs> you no, could you have just said me. You could have just said, don't grab Gav. Move on. Excel, the whole model of the Ke- year. Keith's on his boss's back now at 10 yeah. past 10 on a Sunday going, any chance of an Excel course? Keith's, Keith's Googling boss on the Valley One Road to see if he can get a course. <laughs> anyway, um, I could do this for an hour, but listen, we do have to get to the Reds before we upset the champ champ over there. Uh, right, so here we go. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. Before we go any further, it's the champ, champ, champ to you, all right? Oh yeah, the champ, <laughs> Mr. The champ, 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 champ. <laughs> right? Anyway, um, Shani, go on. I'll start with you. Uh, top of the league, and Jurgen Klopp said, um, "I've I told the lads after that it's it's a long time since I've seen a team play as bad for seventy six minutes and still manage to win a game." Look, we've spoken, Shani, about get the three points. Three points on the board matters. Forget performances, but you have to be a little bit concerned on the performance, Johnny. No, are you just happy with the three? And move on. No, 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 no. Well, look, I, I've been parroting <coughs> it for for weeks, and I, I do think it's um, I do think it's a uh, like I I say it all the time. It's results like time this time of year, but like results won't normally come after performances like that, and I think. Not necessarily got away with one. I think the game did turn on the decisions and we kind of pulled it out of fire a little bit. But yeah, I would be concerned. Like, I'm just. The annoying thing is for me, Gavin, and like, not that I'm some fucking genius tactician, the, the, the issues for me are glaringly obvious with this. I think that the system thing is a lot of bollocks at the moment. I don't know what we're trying with this Trent joke. I, I really don't. It's fucking. It's doing me head in. It's killing his game. It's killing Sabaz Loy's game. It, it's it's hampering us massively, I think. And look, credit to him. I thought Joe Gomez was brilliant in the second half yesterday uh, in terms of getting up there and getting balls into the box and just being like being like a, a real throwback, right back sort of like. Yeah. And he's been good. And in fairness, it was it was a good good performance from him. But I, I really hope this fucking just put Trent at right back and stop this bollocks of trying to move him around because he's not he's not able to play midfield. And I'm sorry, if you think he is, you, you don't know anything about football. Because I was watching it yesterday and he's get, he, can't, he doesn't know when to turn on the ball. His body shape is not the correct shape if you're a midfield player collecting the ball in the middle of the pack. And it's nothing against Trent. He's fucking... He's playing all of a senior football at right back. He's a brilliant set of skills and a, and a brilliant passing range, but doesn't make there's so much more to playing in a six in midfield 
or or even an eight and even a ten. I don't just fucking leave him where he is and let him affect games from there. He was totally ineffective yesterday. He was completely marked out of the game. They're trampling all over each other in the middle of the park. It was a load of bollocks. It was an absolute shocking performance. And again, we're getting away with it by putting points on the board. Like, but and again, another one. Like, dawned on me. I love the fella to death. Darwin Nunes stinking yesterday. Shy. And then someone pointed it out to me. People saying he's doing all right and he's been okay. It, it, it's December. He's four league goals and he got two with them at Newcastle. So he need, he needs to up his numbers. Gakpo needs to up his numbers. Luis Diaz needs to improve. I think nearly, probably nine out of eleven players yesterday who started the game can massively improve. I think Van Dijk was brilliant and Allison was brilliant and then Harvey Elliott changes the game when he comes on. But we're all making these fucking we're making these remarks and we're top of the pops. So like it, it's not fucking. I don't mean to be inherently negative, but. They do need a bit of a rocker. We need a big performance, not a state a statement performance, but we need a, a we need we need to just fucking show here. We're top and this is why we're top. We're getting the job done now and it's great and all, but I have to say a fucking a painful watch yesterday for seventy six minutes, if I'm being completely honest. Yeah, it was. Um, Ravinder agrees with you with a super chat four ninety nine. He says, uh, "Love to you all." He said, "Please excuse the slight negative comment, but Nunes and Diaz just aren't it uh, for me to go all the way." I hope I'm wrong. What do you think? Well, Sean, he just told you what he thinks in in respect to how their form is at the moment. Look, <coughs> far on to Emma and Keith. Right, my thing on that game yesterday was. Um, I felt much more comfortable in the Sheffield United game because we are nullifying Sheffield United without an issue. We were just looking for an extra pass. Yesterday, it was an awful lot of possession again. I think we ended up with 74% possession in the game overall. But it wasn't that we were looking for the extra pass. We couldn't get the forward players into the game at all. You know, Diaz gets your man a ward booked, doesn't he? And then we just don't go near Diaz. It's like, just keep giving him the ball. He's booked. And even if he's not going to get a second yellow, he's he's going to give you room. I mean, just so... I, 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 I know we keep banging on about it. It's just like we turn up and go, we'll just win this game. Do you know what I mean? And I don't mind us turning up and doing that if we're going to put in X amount of effort and be completely clean at the back in what we're doing. But we're not. And... I'm okay to let it slide for the moment, but I'm, I'm 100% with you, Shawnee. I think we need a performance where people go, that's what Liverpool are trying to do. That's what they're trying to do. There's an intensity from start to finish or start to 70, but you're 3-0 up. And we go, that's exactly what we're looking for. And we can argue all day over the trend stuff and where he should be. I agree. I think he should be at right back. I think it is stunting other people and it's, it's, it's probably hampering the way where our midfielders are getting involved and trying to supply the attackers. That's where I am on it. But, as you said, we're top. We're, we're, I don't think we've got out with second gear. I'm going to be honest with you. I genuinely yes. don't think we've got out with second gear. We're top of the league. I think one of the lads on the on the show made a brilliant point yesterday. When you look at Endo and you look at Sobersloy, they're, they're both players that, not so much Endo, he hasn't been, but Sobersloy looks to me like he could do with a little bit of a rest. Right? Now, we'll get one in this week. But he's used to this three, four weeks off in Germany around this time of year. And I think it will help him in, in, in the new year when we get that little bit of a break. But all things considered, definitely we need to, we need to improve in certain areas. And, but we're top. And if we improve from where we are, God knows where we can go. Keith, it's three points. When you look at Arsenal being beaten at Villa yesterday, City weren't great at all today. I watched them um, away at Luton. Uh, team and team of the last couple of weeks being Fulham, they've handed out two hoidings yeah. in the last the last couple of days. But Keith, 
you know, do, do you read massively deeply into this like me and Shawnee do a little bit? Or do you just go, listen, roll with the punches. If this is our bad spell and we're still kind of finding our feet with different players and we're, but we're still putting points on the board, you'll take it. We just keep moving. I don't think it's a bad spell. I think it's been consistent with the whole season. I don't think we've been great at all this season, but we've been getting wins. And we've been doing it against the odds. Like we're getting early in the season, we're getting red cards all over the shop. We're playing games with nine men, ten men, and we're scraping out and grinding out results. What I think at the moment is that Liverpool are a team that are a team in a building mode. And I would rather be getting the points and where we are now, we're in a sort of a build rather than maybe where Arsenal are or City are, where, like, City are on a dip here at the moment. How long it lasts, who knows? I don't think it'll last long. They're too good for that. They've too many good players, but they've had a dip. Arsenal, I don't think we'll get much better than they are at the moment. That's my own opinion. Others will disagree, but that's my opinion. I don't need to get much better. Whereas Liverpool are, definitely will get better because the performances aren't great. But what we're seeing with them is this sort of mentality monster show you from a few years ago where they don't really believe that they're beaten at the moment. That game yesterday was deplorable. Palace were very defensive. Um, I don't think it was the right game for Darwin Nunes to play, personally. I think if you're going to play against the bleeding, a double blade and lot of four playing in a low block. I would have played Gakbo so and let him sort of roam and try to find little pockets of space rather than Nunes, who does his best work off the shoulder with a bit of space to run into. So that's what I, I wouldn't have played Nunes in that game. I wouldn't have started him at least. Um, I thought we were poor in the game, but it's been sort of consistent. Now it was extra poor, but it's been a little bit consistent with how we've been for the last while. But I don't care about that because. I believe that we will go on a run where the performances will improve as well and get the results. So I, I can see Liverpool, look, put it this way, if we can get past the Newcastle game on New Year's Day, top of the league, after getting results against some of these other teams, can't ask for more. I don't care how we're playing. Because nobody remembers the games that Man City scraped through, which they have been, you know what I mean, in, over the years. There's been times when they've absolutely scuttled through games. They don't remember Manchester United when they were dominating league titles, scuttering through games. Arsenal when they were in league titles, scuttering through games. So teams always do that. You just have to get the three points. And I know it's boring. You know, we're it, used to the squash buckle, but we're just getting the buckle. Yeah, but if, like, Keith, is you go back to you're in a building kind of situation, right? Is that where the nervousness from people comes? Because if this is Liverpool three years ago and we're in this position, you're going, do you know what? We haven't really played well, but I have confidence that we're just going to go on now and, and absolutely pour our foot down whereas this team I'm loving the amount of points we have I'm loving some of the games we've played I'm loving some of the performances we've had but it's like you said against deep lying teams we not that we run out of ideas it's just like we don't seem to want to put our ideas forward but we might yeah. do something and see what happens you know the sort of is that where the is that where the, the the worry comes from I suppose it's just where this team is at right now and what you're looking to do this season, because that's what you're looking to do this season is win the league now, Keith. There's no, oh, there's yeah. no two ways about it. hundred percent, you're looking to win that league now. I just think with with this team, like there's there, there's a lot of improvements that can be made. And a few years ago, when we were winning the league, you had you know your Henderson, Fabinho, and Wijnaldum midfield, and that was your midfield. And very rare players would be coming in and out. You had a three up front, and very rare players would be coming out. So there was a consistency to the team. What we're seeing now is the team is changing all the time. 
you know, while losing someone like Jota, right? And Jota, in these games, I think Jota would have been ideal for any of this low block show because anything that'll sniff around the box, Jota would be onto it. We're missing Jota at the moment and we're still getting the results. You know, we've got options. Like I said, I wouldn't have started Nunes. I'm one of the biggest Darwin Nunes fans around. I wouldn't have started him. I would have started Gakbo. Would Gakbo get you a lot of goals? He might not, but he'd be a different type of player. So I think the options that this Liverpool have in a rebuild are better than they maybe were before. But maybe that goes against the consistency that you're changing. Like yesterday, we start with about well, to end Osobosloy and Gravenberg in midfield. The, the week before that, it was three. Or, do you know what I mean? So there's a constant chop and change to the to the team. But they're getting it done. I think after Christmas, if we get players back, and it has been a very stop start. You know what I mean? I, I agree. By the way, with what Shani said about Trent, I think last year when they switched and done this, it, it picked up poor form we were in poor form and this was something that sort of got us out of that and we went on a run i think this year it's stifling us so i don't think we're it's stifling really because it's stifling because the two players you went in beside last year in henderson and fabinho were out of ideas and were out of uh, were out of physicality were out of everything for me whereas he's going in there now and he's a fucking brilliant player but he's going in there now and when you look at likes of gravenberg and sobers like they're looking to he, he's nearly stepping on their toes as to what they're trying to do. Whereas he was and stepping McAllister, in and doing yeah. stuff for the other two last year. Do you yeah. get me? Um, but look, like it's, McAllister it's an... wants to do a similar type of thing. McAllister wants to get on the ball if he's going to play deeper <clears> and play the passes and try yeah. to knit things. Trent will do them big, long, whipped passes all the time. But I agree, do it from right back. Or if we're going to go back to a 4 3 3, if he's going into midfield, do it on the right side of a tree or something like that. I just think, I just think this maybe is, is stunting us a little bit. And I think there are definitely answers and options as we go on um, that we'll find in the squad. But I just think it's one of them. We we are where we couldn't have asked to be better placed going into the Christmas period than top. Do you know what I mean? None of us foreseen it. The optimists in us did not foresee this. So mm. we can't ask to be any better than we are. So let's just wait and see. Get through this sticky period that we have coming up. Big games, a lock, ticking fast games are flying in. Try to get through them without injuries and things. Because look, injuries fuck everybody up. But you just have to get on and do it. And we've had a fair share of big injuries as well. So, you know, for the season so far, I think we've we've probably yeah. been above par than what the expectation was before the season. Yeah. Um, why Stasino? I hope I've put that right because it's just a lot of letters. Uh, Super Chat says, our players fit a 4-4-2 in, in their opinion with Trent as a right midfielder and Diaz as left. Sobers like McAllister midfield. Gomez a right back. Trent reminds me of Beckham with obviously the, the, the ability to hit balls and stuff like that. Um, and thanks again for the Super Chat and thanks to the other Super Chat area. But, if you want to get a membership instead of the Super Chat, that's fine. Get in there. Um, we've eight shows coming up this week um, on the members feed and, and they're just some crack, especially the morning ones are off the wall, believe Matt. Um, but there's eight coming this week. There's, there's nearly 30 a month. So if you want to do that, please do so. Um, but um, I'm going to bring this one to you because I want to throw a different little angle at you. Uh, John says, Arsenal grind out wins, a sign of champions. City grind out wins, it's what champions do. Liverpool grind out wins, lucky and fragile. The year we won the league, we won 12 games by one goal. It wasn't flashy. Um, but does that come back to where Arsenal and where Chel- or where City are Sorry, in their progression as as opposed to Liverpool? Because people that say Arsenal aren't as good as last season, but they have a year of experience. City are City. Is, is this coming back to just where their progression is as a team compared to where's and that's why we're being kind of looked at different? It's probably that combined with the fact that Liverpool have completely changed their midfield um, and people still 
I still probably want to doubt it, but I think what we've done is like it's like you can't, you can't kind of say how hard it is to actually change a full midfield in the summer and be where we are now. I, I'm I'm absolutely loving the fact that we're having this conversation. We're still not I'm not going to say we're not happy, but we're not I'm playing thrilled. the way we want to play, and we're still top of the league. Like mm. that's to me, that's unbelievable. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, look. Um, I think, look, I'm used to it now since the mid-80s. Like, everybody wants to have an, an extra go at Liverpool. Like, they're, they're, held, to a, they're held to a different standard to, to everybody else. Mm. Um, and we always get it in the neck from everybody. Um, it's just because of the Look, United to a point kind of do now as well because they had their 90s and their 90s and whatever, and we had the 70s and 80s. So that's we're generally always held to a higher standard than other, than other sides. Um, in terms of everything that Shawnee said, I fully agree. We spoke on this coming up to the end of last season, coming up to the transfer window opening. Gav, you, you said it, I said it, that we, think, we felt that, and others probably as well, that if we've got in the midfielders that we wanted to get in, we would assume that Trent would go back to to right back, and I think I think he does. But to Keith's point, where he said he wouldn't play Nunes yesterday and would have started Gakpo, I think there's probably games where you do play Trent in that role, but it doesn't have to be every single game. And he is; they're too close together. He's, I think, he's taken away from Sabazloy's game. He's turning Sabazloy into, into Henderson by being in there. He's not giving him breeding breeding room. Um, we're too close to each other when we're trying to pass the ball to each other in there and all it takes is for somebody to nick it off your toe and then all of the midfielders are ahead of the ball instead of behind the ball um, but yeah it's I think Trent back to Trent back to right back go back to the, to the way it was we have the legs in midfield now stop suffocating each other and uh, I think we see much. I, I thought we started the game yesterday really good we moved up just the quickest I thought we, we've moved the ball in a long long time and I thought oh here we go but another false dawn. I've taught that in other games. And I think what happened was is we got frustrated that we weren't able to break them down up top. And we said, right, well, hang on, maybe we'll stay off them a small bit. And then that's what got them back into the game. I felt a little bit sorry for Endo yesterday. Um, he was getting an awful lot of stick because the ball was coming to him. And yeah, it's Will Hughes, is it? Will Hughes, I thought he, had he had a Joe Linton transformation yesterday. He is a forward, isn't he? Lee no, yeah, well, no, he was always a midfielder. Oh, was he? Yeah. But I thought, Jesus Christ, where's Link this Liverpool from? I thought he was, millions ago as well. He's a big Liverpool fan. Excellent. Excellent yesterday. Uh, Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Um, 
But literally every time Endo got the ball, it was pressing, pressing, pressing. Yeah. And I don't think uh, I don't think Trent being in there helps because you're lacking an out ball then if Trent is out on the right hand side. Mm. So look, there's a lot of imp- I think there's a lot of improvements that can can actually come. And the good thing is is that like we're top. It's not like we're having this conversation and we're eighth or or, eight. or seventh. Do you know what I mean? So oh, it can only get better. And, and Keith is right as well. We've had a fair share of injuries. Jota has, has been injured. You had Diaz, obviously, with his dad thing. You had other injuries around. It's I'm happy as Larry. I just want to see the performances improve and start enjoying them. It's very difficult to enjoy a game like that. And, <laughs> no, and by the way, it's, it's hard for anybody to saying that, because they went down to 10 men, that's the reason we won the game. I think we were winning that game anyway. We went and we beat Newcastle when we only had nine men. I think we were we were going to wear them down. They weren't ever going to keep that up for the full 90 minutes. Ten men, nine men, 12 men, whatever. Uh, I think we were always going to get back into the game. Maybe not win it, but we were always going to get back into the game. And by the way, Joel Ward should have been sent off for his tackle on Jones in the Salah goal. Yeah, in the league. He literally yeah. launches himself at him. Yeah, and it was yeah. a horrible tackle in fairness. Excellent. Centurion says, Sean, you always kept us to a four, top four challenge, yeah. Uh, but we have to capitalise for a title challenge at our doorstep. That's also a fair point. Look, now, Carl, listen, let, I don't tell anyone how the fuck can support the club. Either. No, no, like, you've been, you've been, you've been, look, I think in fairness to you, you've said, lads, with, with what's gone on this summer, the midfield overhaul, and, and bits and pieces, and, and a bit of unrest because of players that left that I don't think they were expecting to, you said, lads, get back in the top four. It's a really good building block for going forward, the age profile. But yeah, yeah. if it comes down to it, like, Shawnee's not going to turn around in March if we're fucking eight points here and going, oh, well, I just still want top four. Like, that's, you know what I mean? He, no. he actually gets what he wants. He gets top four. He just ends up being number one in there. Oh, no, yeah, look, it's not about bleed. It's just, that's what I saw. Like, I, I'd imagine that's what the conversations around fucking... Uh, the axe where when when Klopp was setting out a stall at the start of the year saying look we'll get back into the fucking top four or and and go far in the Europa League and I reckon that's genuinely what it is but go post milf like it's opening up now for Liverpool it is opening up and again like it's it's a lot easier to have these criticisms when it's not going well like last year we were shy for large parts like honestly we were terrible to watch it was fucking we Elvoy days with no bodies. Everyone knew what the problems were and we couldn't do fuck all about it. We're here chatting about new players implementing into the system. Klopp is still tweaking and toying with, with, with what's going on. Like, again, I'll say it again. It's fucking three games in seven days and nine points. Can't ask for more than that. The game against Sheffield, you know, it's like just one of them, an away game, away to a fucking a newly promoted side where we've been shy. Last new year. Balance as well. Yeah, new balance. The whole, the whole fucking kit and caboodle. The whole, the whole bingo game card, yeah. <laughs> Exactly, yeah. And you, you get three points and then you go to what is supposed to be a bogey ground and you get three points. Simple, like, you, you can't ask for more, but, like, you can't turn around and say, there's more in the tank. And that's a positive thing. Yeah, Like, 100%. if we, if, if we were, like, fucking in the red now and fucking, like, look, anyway, did anyone watch Newcastle today? Yeah. Bent. The legs that's are gone. Yeah, the they're like, like a bleeding boxer in round 12 that's had to be slapped around for 11. Yeah, exactly. And we're, we're still f- feeling our way around new systems, still trying to fit new lads in. We're missing, like, ro- like it's not, it can't be maintained enough. 
Andy Robinson for me is a fucking huge miss because he's just so he's such a good left back that he's a transformative left back. Um, yeah. it just goes to show this is the kind of longest period we've missed him from nearly since he came into the team, uh, and and it shows. And I'm very harsh on Simic because he's done okay. He's just not Andy Robinson. It's it's the difference between needing one and two touches to get the ball under control and whip, or else playing a force time and setting us on away. And that's just how good Robertson is. And the sooner he gets back, the better. The front three, they've all got more goals in the front four, five, all got more goals in them. Again, games like the week, midweek and today, or yesterday and the week previous, you just, we missed Jota. We, we missed Jota away at Brighton when he wasn't available. It, look, it's fucking green shoots all over the place. Green shoots all over the place. Again, Alisson comes back early and I'm sure we'll remark on it. Oh, well, I'm just going to go on to him in a minute, so don't, don't, just don't. Stupid, do no, but just, just <laughs> stu- like, stupid levels of us taking yeah. for granted the quality of the players that we have. And again, you're seeing the best of Virgil again. Uh, and again, you just a few little tweaks here and there and you can just move Trent back to where he was and I, I think it's going to be fine. I genuinely, like, I'm not overly concerned about the lack of performance. I wait points over performance fucking 10 times out of 10 twice on a Sunday for me not a fucking bother especially this time of year mm. and that and that's just the way it is it's, I it's, think um, now Robbo is affecting Diaz as well yeah I think yeah. I think that's a fair show yeah I do I do I do think that's a fair show but I think you know if the way I look at it is now you know going into the, and we've we've big games like we have United and we've Arsenal in our next two home league games right we've a West Ham quarterfinal <sighs> in there but I think the way it's fallen now and nobody is out there going Liverpool look like they're leggy nobody's saying that what they're saying and I'm delighted at that because if we looked leggy and this was happening I'd be going ah this is a big worry we're leggy in fucking December but we don't we look like we can overpower any team in running wise it's just the, the the finicky bits of what we're trying to do and if that's the only issue we have i.e. do we do something with Trent do we do sob get more of sob as like should we be trying these different avenues that can be worked on that's grand do you know what I mean? But I think I feel like we've fallen into a nice little thing here where we basically have a week off before we come out like madmen against United, right? We play West Ham. Perfect. Keeps the momentum going during the week, quarterfinal, and then right before Christmas, bang, Arsenal and Anfield, which is going to be a massive game. We have Burnley away, then I think we've Newcastle at home on, on New Year's Day. So there's huge games, but I just think it's fallen nicely, especially that, that win in Europe that allowed us to kind of, you know, free-for-all here on, on Torsi. Um, it just gives us that bit of time now for players to just go, breathe, right? There's been the international stuff, there's been games. Breathe now, let's walk on this, let's walk on that, and, and go for it. Now, Shawnee nearly ruined it, but he didn't. Great heat. Alison Becker, um, somebody uh, I, I I heard on the show yesterday, so, uh, Chris saying that somebody commented on Twitter, this cunt fucking um, recovers like Wolverine, right? Um, and then he comes back in, and you expect ah a bit rusty, he's out for a couple of weeks. Nah, he's just making jokes of a save all over the place, like that one in the first half. Yeah, man has no right not to be scoring that, and how he gets his hand up to it, saves it. Comes back out off the post and you're like, oh, how is he doing this? The one at the end he makes as well, which is actually offside, but the, the BT decided, yeah, they decided that they're not bothered by that because BT were a disgrace yesterday. But Keith, like seriously, we talk about players and Andy Robertson and this time, you're like, this fella is a joke. Yeah. I mean, he's saying, I think, I think it's a 
it's it's crazy this fella because I thought he'd be gone for a few weeks. You know, when he goes down against City, I think oh, a lot of traveling with Brazil. They were saying you know you're at home. That's what they were yeah, saying. Like, Another week. Was, yeah. But even that was an optimistic. Like, yeah, yeah. There was, you know, they were saying that was optimistic to even get him back for then. And he comes back in yesterday. And what I was more interested in yesterday, the saves. Yeah, the saves are great. But I was just is kicking. What's his kicking like? What's his? You know, is he able to? Is he holding yeah. back or not? And he wasn't. Like he was. He was fine. It was like he'd never been away. But he is a difference maker. And if I've said I've said it before on different shows, you know, when you've got a keeper like Allison. It's as good as having a Salah. You know what I mean? It's as good as having... It's no point having, um, let's say, fucking... If Chelsea go out and sign Kylian Mbappe, it's no good having Kylian Mbappe if they've got playing Robert Sanchez back there throwing in goals and being an absolute hologram. It's no good having... I was going to say Rasmus Hoyland, but he doesn't score goals. But it'd be no good having a player banging in goals and having Andre Onana in the... Do you know what I mean? Like So we have the elite forward... We've elite everywhere else and most of the other areas as well, but we've got the best of the best in goal. Like people, will, you can say, I think, right, he is one, probably the best keeper I've seen, right? And people will say, oh, Peter Schmeichel, Peter. Peter Schmeichel made hellers all the time. People seem to forget about Peter Schmeichel making ricks all over the place. <laughs> Loads of keepers make mistakes. This fella. Is maybe it's because he's better looking than the other ones, exception yeah, maybe a Buffon. Michael's a wanker as well. Yeah, he is a wanker. He is a wanker. But there's been like some great keepers down the years. But I worry now what happens when this fucker retires or leaves or wants to go back and play in Brazil um, or Saudi Arabia come knocking on his door because he will be a hard man to replace. Because in games, something with goalkeepers, a goalkeeper can have nothing to do relatively like Allison, yeah. I don't think he was overly woke yesterday, you know what I mean? Like Palace huffed and puffed, but ultimately they didn't really do that much. And he still pulls off that save in the what was it, the hundredth minute or something? The last the one at the end, yeah. yeah and I know it's... it is offside. I think if it goes in it'd be real though. Yeah no he, he is he's a yard offside. Your man's a yard offside when the ball's played. He um, still has to make that save and he does make that save. And the thing I love about Allison and I'd said this about Ramsdale before I find when Ramsdale makes saves, he, he puts the ball back into stupid areas. When Allison makes a save, he's getting it as, as well as anyone can out of the danger zone. So he's not palming them straight down for a tap-in. Do you know what I mean? Like that save yesterday, he's getting it around the post. Do you know what I mean? Like even the one, the first half, he gets enough on it that does a scramble, but that he's in a position, or Trent is in a position to get on and get it cleared. So he's excellent at doing that. I just think when you have a keeper like that, I think Aston Villa, one of the reasons Aston Villa are so good is because Divemi Martin is in there who has big balls of steel as well. And he's he, really he good doesn't him, yes. get, he doesn't get, he doesn't let shit get to him. And Alisson is like that as well. He can make a mistake and he'll just brush it off. I think he's he's exceptional and like the best keeper in the world by a mile. Like the boy of fucking more. I don't even know who the second best is because I haven't seen All Black in a few years. Who I would have said would be up there, but he is far and away the best goalkeeper in the world. Yeah. And I throw a name at me because no, I don't know. I'm not going to. Double was good. I heard Double was good. Yeah. Uh, Emma, you know, obviously delighted that he comes back yesterday for a couple of reasons. One, He's in goal, and that's nothing against Quivin Keller. Quivin Keller's done absolutely fine. Um, you know, there was, I, I blame him for one of the Fulham goals, but other than that, he made a big save at Sheffield United. He's done absolutely fine. But one, he's in goal yesterday, and two, his first game back is in United. Because no matter how good you are, 
when you come back into a big, big game like that, all it takes is one fucking shaky moment in it or one bad kick or a save that should be easy and he makes it look difficult and all of a sudden the crowd get on him and the crowd, even, and I'm not even talking about United's crowd, I'm talking about Anfield going, oh Jays, he's only back as he are, right? And it, it can feed through the team. So getting him back yesterday. Happened already. It's brilliant. Go on. What? That happened already. Remember the year we beat Mourinho? So I think he's out at the start of that season and the United Games is forced one back. Remember he makes a yeah, mistake on Lingard's course? Yeah. That was his first game back. Nah, he's come back, he's come back first game for the United Games. Was that 18, that? 19, yeah. 20? I Adrian played the first five or six games or something, didn't he? Oh, we, yeah, does he come back at Old Trafford in the one-all? Is that what you're talking about? I, I, I can't yeah. I remember him just being out for a period of time. That's, and then that's the start of this league winning season. We draw one all Alana scores. Like, maybe so, maybe that is Alison. It's Rashford that scores in that game, though. No, it was Rashford that. No, it was Lingard. It was Lingard who scored, nearly sure. Oh. Could be wrong. Yeah, no, what I'm saying is it probably wasn't the one all game because Rashford scored in that one all game. Oh, it was another Alana period he was out then, yeah. yeah, another yeah, yeah, yeah. But, Emma, it, it's, I think it's yeah. big getting him back this season with, or this week. We're just getting getting a game under his belt before we go into United because now there'll be no talk about it. He's just back. He's just that's just Allison. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It's 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 massive. And look, we we're never going to rush out. He was one hundred percent. If he wasn't one hundred percent fit for yesterday, he wouldn't have played. So just I know from a WhatsApp group I was in, somebody was saying like, "Oh, gee, like he's kicking the ball and all. He doesn't look like he's." Then they're not going to play him if there's a, a chance that he's going to have a reoccurrence. He was literally one hundred percent fit. Yesterday, or else he wouldn't have played, and it's it's just as well. I don't think there's, and I, and I don't want to say I don't think Kelleher makes that save. I don't think most goalkeepers make that save yesterday. So it is great that we had him back for that save. I'm not dogging Kelleher because most of the keepers in the Premier League don't make that save. It, I, I don't want to be going all Gordon Banks Pele on it, but like I don't know how he got down to it and got it up. And Keats right. One of the most impressive things about Allison is, is his recovery after making the initial save. I think the best example of that was against Newcastle. Um, was it Almiron shoots? Yeah. He saves it, goes down, gets up and punches it clear. And his he always gets it. I don't think I've ever seen him put it back into the into the feet of anybody. Um, and a lot of goalkeepers do do that. Um, but yeah, look, he's hands down for me is the best goalkeeper in the world. One on one, shot stopping. There's no even doubt. About it, it. The only, I think, the only weakness to his game is penalty shootouts. I don't think he's great at penalties. I know he saved a couple, but um, in terms of in-game goalkeeping, he's head and shoulders above everybody else. I think so too. Um, look, we always seem to talk about every every couple of weeks. We go, we go through Allison and how good he is, and it's just. It's just what he is. Do you know what's right away? Do you know what it is as well? Sorry for cutting across you. It gives the reassurance as well to the defence yeah. Yeah. that he's behind you rather than somebody else. Again, not dogging Kelleher, but it's that kind of when you know that he's behind you, you've got that extra. I'm not even that when you when you know he's when you know he's behind you, that's perfectly yeah, I'm with you. But it's the opposition when they look at it and it's Allison as opposed to any other goalkeeper. Um if you put I is was it was it who was your man that had the first chance Lerma, was it? Um yeah. yeah. If 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 that's against anyone else, he's probably thinking, I'll just put this in. Whereas he's probably you know, it's coming across like this fucker's in goal, I'm gonna have to bleed and do something. But it doesn't. But Shawnee, and look, he's brilliant to have him back and just stay fit for the rest of the season, that's all I'm asking. Shawnee, 
couple of players. Um, you mentioned Joe Gomez, who came on. I thought he, I, I agree with you. I think he was excellent. He just went in right back. He looked comfortable. He was winning his tackles. He was getting forward, intercepting. He was getting beyond um, Salah and stuff, trying to get balls in the box or whoever's out on the right. Um, I thought he was absolutely excellent. But I'm going to bring you on to Mo Salah, Shawnee, because um, we're not going to cover every player in this team. But I'm going to cover Salah and I'm going to co- cover Elliot. Um, spoiler alert. But Shawnee, <laughs> Salah gets the goal, 200 up for Liverpool. Um, he's done it in a stupid amount of games. Um, and... When you it, it when it makes you go back, Shani, and look at the record he has and many goals he has and assists he has, and you just it's hard not to laugh at Shani. It's actually stupid. He's just an output machine. He's an output machine. I think he's actually sort of a his season so far is like sort of a a picture of how Liverpool's season is going. Like performances aren't great, but the numbers yeah. are still perp. Like. I don't think he's lit the wall up really. I don't. There's not many many games you're looking at. Fucking hell, Salah was unbelievable, but he's just always there. He's always there. Um, I wouldn't even be giving him that goal to be honest with you. If I'm being, de- I know it was going in, but I'd rather. I'd say he would. I'd rather. I'd say he'd rather get the fucking two hundred against against these cons yeah, next yeah, week. Yeah. yeah. Um, but what can you say if he doesn't score it's a penalty and he's taking the penalty he didn't score anyway there you go exactly there you go look talking show you as usual but look listen he fucking I don't know whether we have another six months of Salah or another three years but fuck me like we'll never see the like again and in the same the same breath as you mentioned Alisson and replaced him like what the fuck are we going to do when this fella goes because his numbers are just just off the charts, but it's stupid at this moment. Like, he's the greatest winger to ever play in the Premier League. I don't think it's fucking debatable. No, like, he's, he's, 200, he's 200 Liverpool goals. He's 150 goals in the yeah, Premier he's League. He's on now. that list now. He's on that list now, and he's the only winger on the list. Yeah. Like, let's call a spade a spade. He's the only winger on the list. Yeah. Simple as that. Tells you everything you need to know. He's a joke. And in terms of his creating as well this year, like, just look. Fucking, I love the fucker to death. I backed him last year when he was getting a bit of a leap. It was coming in on top of him. But again, look, if he just trot, trots on the way he is this season, you're going to turn around and say, well, not great, but there's 25 odd goals, 30 goals, 20 assists and, and off your plot. And that, like, do you realise how stupid that sounds? Do you realise how fucking stupid that sounds? And I don't think I'd be talking on my whole if I said that. He's a fucking joke. I really hope the club now do what's necessary to hold on to him for another few years because I, I, yeah, I feel, I feel the decision needs to be made on him ASAP as to what's yeah. going on with the, with the contract and I, do I, I, don't mean, I don't mean that in the sense of let's start rocking a boat and start doing contract I mean privately saying to Mo listen you're 32 now is he 32 um, you'll be 34 when that contract's up 33 is 34 um, but we're willing to put two more years on this we're willing to put two more years on this and this is the idea we have. Do you want to go with it and privately see what will happen and get it out of the way and just come out and announce him. 2027, we're all fucking on board. I think that's what they should do with him because I just think he's... Yeah, I want them to retire that Liverpool as well. And something nobody's mentioned really is he's got a bit bald, didn't he? The old hairline is going out with yesterday. I love the fact that he's getting out of that Liverpool. But look, the old that he gets just putting closer to the goal. You're seeing yesterday, he's just there. He's just for he's just there. I'm in WhatsApp groups. People saying take him off now. You never take him off, even if he's not doing it. Because if it drops to him, it's fucking mad at the end of the day. He's a joke. I love him. The our greatest player in the Premier League era. 
paranormal, simple as not having out always. Just it is what it is. So I think he's I think he's shot at big money anywhere other than say Saudi, right? Putting that aside. Is his last con- it's the contract that he signed with us. I don't think he gets a move anywhere else for more money than what he gets at Liverpool. So then it's a question of is it is he after a legacy or is he after money? And I think he's more of a legacy player. Like somebody said there, he's gonna go for rushes. I think he's probably up there with rush in terms of numbers. I know he hasn't hit Rush's numbers, but we have to wait twenty years. Like Shawnee says, we'll never see his likes again. It's a high probability that we have to probably wait the same length of time again before we see anybody with a goal scoring record similar to Russia or Salah. But I think the only the only fear you have of losing him would be to Saudi because I don't think anywhere else pays him that money for the age he is now. Yus Yus says here, this is a joke actually, this puts it into perspective. He says forty one more goals will put him in the top three for Liverpool of all time scorers. Thirty seven more league goals and he is the Premier League's fourth time fourth all time scorer behind Rooney, Kane and Shearer. That's outrageous. So 37 more league goals and he will be only behind those three for league goals scored. Uh, I think that's why I think that's why he stays at Liverpool because I think what Emmett said there, does he go to Saudi Arabia? Because the likes of your PSGs and all, they seem to be moving away from the throwing big money at the the big superstar, the agent superstar. I think he's looking at it. And I have the, the numbers here. So he's fifth in the Liverpool all-time scoring charts. So yeah, Billy Little, 28 goals ahead of him in fourth. He'll catch him, right? No doubt about it. Gordon Hodgson is 41 ahead of him. And Gordon Hodgson scored his 241 goals in 377 games. So I'd say Mo was looking at that saying, I've got 50 games to get 41 goals and be his record for the most goals in the fewest games. And then he's only, if he gets to that, he's only 40 off Roger Hunt. So the, every, does those targets, tangible targets for him, Every step of the way. Now, if he signs, if he stays at Liverpool for six more years, he might get to Ian Rush. I don't think he will because I yeah, think the goals. About, he'll be about twenty-eight then. Yeah, I think the goals will dry up. Do you know what I mean? He's a hundred and what, one hundred and forty-six off Ian Rush. Mm. It'd have to be him. Yeah, not me. No, he's not. No, that's not a joke. That. But the others, I think the others are attainable. Do you know what I mean? And they as said, he's a winger. He's a fucking winger. He doesn't play in the centre. He plays on the wing. He's going to smash records all over the place. And I think that's why we have a chance of keeping him. I think mm. he would rather smash records, throw him in titles in Europe at Liverpool, than go to Saudi Arabia and play in front of 85. But well, let's face it, he's, he's an extremely rich person. Right, oh, he's an extremely rich pair. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? So you know what I mean? it's not like he's short of a few bob. Well, no, look, but none of them are short of a few bob, but loads of them went to Saudi yeah. to get all well, that money out. Anyway. Well, I, I, I actually think what's changed is, and I'm, look, I don't call me cynical. I, I reckon when they not came knocking in August, talking August, looking for him, he, he was probably thinking, look, I don't know whether this Liverpool team is going to kick on and win major trophies again. Honestly, he probably felt that yeah. way. And he was probably in his mind going, what, what, like, what's it going? Mane's gone, Bobby's gone, and the, the fucking, it's changing again. But I'd imagine he feels different now. I think. He said so himself after the game. Yeah, and I was going to get to that, Emma. I was going to come to that, Emma, and I'll come to you with it. Because as much as we look at, like, his goal scoring records, his assists, like, the amount of goal involvements when you add them all up is, is insane, right? <clears throat> and then you look at, the influence he has, because like, look, look, look at Erling Haaland, 
50 goals, quickest man to ever get to 50 goals. I think he does it in 40 games or 42 games or something like that. And he's a machine, right? And if he stayed at Manchester City, he'd probably be the top scorer in the Premier League of all time, right? But when you look at Erling Haaland, he's a young man. He's scoring loads of goals, and that's what he is. But what we what we have with Salah here is a is a fella in his early thirties scoring an awful lot of goals, Emma. But he's becoming, and I think this is a, for a few of them since the summer overhaul. He's becoming a real leader, a real idol to people. And you've seen that after the game yesterday. Like Harvey Elliott just can't stop banging on about him. Right, Harvey Elliott scored the winner in this game, and we get on to him in a minute. But he can't stop banging on about Mo Salah. And Mo Salah's just there going, "Yeah, I tell him he's going to be deadly." You know, I tell him to do this, do that, keep going, do that, blah, 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 blah. And if he needs anything to come straight to me, and I'll tell him anything he needs to know, you can't put a price on that, Emmy. And no. if you were to go five years down the road, and he's 37, and he's leaving for nothing, and people go, we could have got 100, we're going to have to replace him. It's going to... Hold on. What he's giving you is way more than the money you may have to outlay now to bring in a replacement. He's, it's just a complete package on and off the pitch, Emmy. Yeah, and he, he said, like, it's, we, we haven't, you know, we've not seen this, oh, he didn't smile when he scored that goal. Like, we don't see that anymore. With me, I think he's content with where he is. I agree with Keith, I think he stays, because, like I said, I think he's more about legacy than he is about his bank balance, and which is already massive as it is. Um, but yeah, he, he uh, what a, what a player for Harvey. Look, he's, Harvey's never going to have his pace, but, um, what a player to look up to, what a player to, to learn from. What a player to have around the place, even when his legs go, even if he gets to 36, 37, he'll still be giving you 10, 15 goals a season. Might not hit the late, the heights that he, he hit before, but he's still a valuable play, player, player to have in the squad. And he is, I think he's probably part of that leadership group that they talk about now as well, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's probably, I think it's probably Van Dyke, Trent, and then Salah in terms of. Allison is there lads. as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, look, he's he's unbelievable. He he does, and you know what? We say he's unbelievable, but he doesn't get anywhere near the praise that he should. From he will when he's gone. Public. He will yeah, when he's yeah. gone. I think if you, well, if you, if you, if you listen, there's if you plenty listen of people, people getting it now. That yeah, but yeah, but if, if you listen to people that actually talk seriously about football, forget all the fucking idiots that are out there that you know throw themselves out there for fucking attention. If you actually listen to people that speak, you know, seriously about football. He Jorginho does get, said he, that. Jorginho he does get the said it during the week. Jorginho gave an interview during the week about basically and, saying how he said basically since he's arrived back in the Premier League, he's been the best player. Simple as that. Yeah, I, I think. Um, and someone mentions there, Rob Robertson is part of the leadership group as well. I forgot to mention him. But Shawnee, come to you first, Harvey Elliott, because and the reason I'm coming to you first is because we've had so many discussions over this. Right? Yeah. <clears throat> what's he doing? What What's his role? What's this? What's that? And, you know, we were kind of a little bit sceptical of him last season. Can he impact? Is he physical enough? Is he this, that, and the other? And we've said it this season. Look, you're re- you said it. You know, oh, he's blown me away, like, the difference in him. Yeah, he's making me eat me Mickey. He, <laughs> he was... Out, and I, I hate saying this because people will be in the comments afterwards going, oh, I suppose you think Harvey Elliott was great when he came on. He was outstanding when he came on yesterday, along with Curtis Jones, by the way. He was outstanding for a 19, 20-year-old to come on and go, do you know what? Fuck, everyone chill out. Let's get this fucking ball moving a bit quicker. Let's find a few fucking gaps. And then he just takes the ball off Sal and goes, give us that. And 
goes by a fella and doesn't lash at anything, just goes and putting her in the corner and puts her right. in the fucking corner. He, right. He's coming on brilliant, Johnny, but he's going to be a sub forever for this team because, like, he, he, he can knock on the manager's door, but the manager go, I'm putting you on for 25 minutes every week and you're bleeding running the show. Relax. But he's been excellent, Johnny, and it's brilliant to see. It's brilliant to see a young player coming through and taking control of a game. Take, not con- control is the wrong word, but taking the initiative in a game and going, we can do this, come on. And pushing older, more experienced players on with him. Look, listen, I, I was here last last season going, look, lads, I'm sorry, he's not meant failure. And fairness to Keith, he was saying, ah, no, I do see with him. I didn't, I genuinely didn't, but like, his cameos this year have been fucking sensational. And when he started games as well, he's been good, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. But you're not just seeing what he done yesterday, shifting the ball and, and, and whipping in the near poster. The the assist he gets the assist away at Luton as well. He stands the ball up for 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 Diaz. Diaz. His walk rate is you can tell his game intelligence is a little bit there. He's he's making it difficult for our opposition midfielders to move the ball. I actually think he's being managed perfectly. It reminds me he reminds me a little bit of Pep's handling of Phil Foden, where it's just there's no rush with this kid. He has the ability and he has the talent, and I'm just going to play him every week. I'm not going to burn him out. I'm going to throw him in and out. I I can know where I can use him. I can throw him out on the right if I need it. Now we know we can deploy him in midfield and right or left side at eight because he's just he's very comfortable with the ball. He comes on yesterday and he changes the game. He dictates the tempo. The, the air hole right side of the fucking pitch yesterday when he came on with Gomez just lit up. And I tell you one thing, you can tell Mo Salah loves playing with him as well. Because yeah. watch his goal. Watch what Mo's doing. Mo knows where he's going because he goes, he's either going to get me this ball or I'm going to make space for him to move into. He's fucking brilliant. Like He's, he's made a real case for himself to start the game next Saturday. And that's the like I think that's the best compliment you can give a player. Like Saturday is a huge game in terms of stat charts. It's Liverpool United. If that starting eleven comes out next week and you see fucking end of Sabozlo Elliot, fine with me. Yeah. I think I think he's been fucking class. And I, and as well I'll, I'll, I'll give a shout out to Curtis Jones as well. I thought he was deadly when he came. Brilliant, yeah, I think Curtis Jones has been fucking excellent. Uh, this season as well. Two players who I taught myself that I don't see them as midfielders. Again, Mickey on a plate, mouthful of it, because shows I know fuck all. And this is why these coaches are paid top whack. The trust in him is unbelievable. He's not get he doesn't get he's not getting a big love in off the fucking the media either, which I which is a bit mad to see. But like that's the technical goal out of the top draw yesterday. That's as clean as a strike you'll see. Now yeah. I helped that the fucking the fella that day put on going no arms, but like, yeah, that, <laughs> that was a benefit, alright. Yeah. Yeah. Well, come here, you say that, you say that you talk to you, say that you talk to you, and come on. I seen a blade, uh, yeah, man coming off the benches like a blade, uh, a fella you see standing in the back of the pub, and the only way is Essex. I've never seen this one to be like, you know, yeah, it was his first game for Palace, it was his first Premier League game, yeah, his first game of football ever. Yeah, well, it was a brilliant strike. You, 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 you say there that you talk shit and these fellas are paid massive money, but Pep's not walking around triple Excel champ. That's all I'm going to say. Um, <laughs> Keith, you know, I, I love the way those two come on. And, and maybe, I'm not, like, Shawnee makes an argument for him to start next week. And 
I don't mind what we put out next week, but I, all I want next week is when we go out there, I want the fucking ground to be on wheels and I want their team to be like, not like lunatics and lose your shape. I want us to be on intense on top of them. And once I'm telling you now, you outwork Manchester United and you beat them. It's simple as that. And they're not hard to outwork either. Their goals, you can see the yesterday. Four minutes in, four fellas just watching a fella wander down the wing with it. Two centre halves. One doesn't want to kick it and the other one doesn't want to mark. And I'm like, lads, if we actually, if we just dialed this up to about eight out of ten, we'll destroy them. And there's an argument there for it. But Keith, the thing about yesterday was, yes, Palace were tiring. Yes, they were down to ten men. But with Jones and Elliot, what they were doing was, they were picking up pockets of space. And instead of going, I'll push it to the fullback, I'll push it to the fullback. They were trying to move into areas and they were trying to commit Crystal Palace players. And once you commit them, then everything opens up. Because all it needs is a bit of a wall pass, wherever it is. And then you have Salah, Nunes, Diaz, whoever's around you. Sabah's light, whoever's... And I know all of them went on the pitch at the same time as Jones and Elliot. But that's what... You, maybe they don't need the starts. Maybe that's what you need at times. But they're both becoming brilliant key to coming on when you're winning because they work hard and they keep the ball. Or when you're losing because they will directly go at teams and commit them. I think they're excellent to tell them yes, Keith. They were brilliant, yeah. 100% couldn't agree more. And I think it's a sign that sometimes, you know, we criticise young players when they're not, and I'm more talking about Curtis Jones here and Harvey Elliott, um, when they're not at the level of other, you know, wonder kids. They get lashed out of it. And people say, Curtis Jones, he takes too much out of the ball. He holds on to it too long. And look, valid criticism. But he's starting to, he's holding on to the ball. But he's getting us from A to C. He's skipping B. You know what I mean? We're moving quicker up the pitch with Curtis Jones on the ball. And I think it's brilliant for his development. And he's still on young. How old is he? 22, Curtis Jones? 23. 20, 23, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. He's young. And anyway, and it's great to see him in He's uh, younger than you, well, probably the same age. Twenty nine, you were so. But uh, he was he was excellent when he came on Curtis Jones. But Harvey Elliott, Harvey Elliott was. You can tell Harvey Elliott. Yeah, Harvey Elliott's just a type of player that just ha- so intelligent. Match of the day done a good analysis <coughs> of him last night. Surprisingly, and they were saying about him up creating overloads all the time. So 3v3 on that right side and Elliot's just sticking in there as the spare body all the time. And he's always looking for the ball and he's always clever with the ball. He doesn't rush things. He's fucking amazing with the ball. You know, he doesn't... Maybe last year he was trying to force a few things, but he's getting that out of his game as well now. And I just think he's a, he's a player that has so much potential. And I think now, now that we're in the era where you're playing six, seven minutes of injury time at half time, and you're playing 10... Eight, ten minutes injury time at the end of a game. I heard it somewhere before, and they're saying, like, if you're telling Harvey Elliott, look, you're not going to start, but you're going to play every game, and you're going to come on at 60 maybe in every game, and that'll give you, you won't just give you 30, you'll probably get 38, you know what I mean? 37, 38 minutes to impact that game, but you're doing enough in that 37 to change, because I think he's changing games all season. I think all season he's coming on. And he's been absolutely brilliant in games. It's not just yesterday. He's doing it all fucking year. He's coming off the bench and he's making things happen all year. And I think that's the seller for him now. It's, he, Klopp could say to him, listen, you'll get into, I'll start you, you hold on to your place and then you might be out. Or, not that this is a conversation, but or you're the first taxi off the rank. Every down, every time I'm looking for a change in midfield or attack, you're coming on and you're going to play 30, 35, 40 every game. 
you'll take that. Coming on against third legs, he will find the gaps. He will find the holes in teams. But that's, but that's where the rush isn't. That's where there's no rush, Keith. Yeah. If, you, if, you, if Harvey Elliott goes through this season and Liverpool play 50 games this season and Harvey Elliott play, comes off the bench 50 times and plays 35 minutes each time, Harvey Elliott goes into next season as a 20-year-old or whatever it is going, I fucking shit loads of experience. Now the next step is I start games and I play the four sixty instead of the, the last 30. And that's, yeah. it's all about progression. You don't, I don't want to get to the stage in 12 months where we go, Harvey Elliott is fucked. They've ran mm. the bleeding legs off the shoulder. I don't care how fit yeah. he is. I don't care how young he is. That intensity on your body at He's that age is, is, in the is not good. Fulham, isn't he? So, um, like, a lot. But I think one thing is he doesn't score that many goals, right, Harvey Elliott? And I think that's what's keeping him maybe under the media radar, radar for the love him because I think Cole Palmer, for example, is getting a lot of attention England call-ups because really he's scoring player. goals. He's a good player, but he's scoring the goals and I think that's maybe the highlight for him, whereas Elliot doesn't get the goals and maybe that's keeping both. Yeah, long may it last. Um, Are you playing mad anyway, England and English media? Fucking Gareth Southgate. Do you think Gareth Southgate's going to fucking pick a 5-4-4, 5 Tricky, flashy, technical player who might actually bleed and give him a horn. That's yeah. give it all, but will you? This fella's a bleed. Leave Elliot where he is, he's flying. Yeah, Fuck yeah leave that bleed. Shawnee hit the nail on the head there. Elliot's probably played too, up until the start of this season, probably played too much football for us. We should have been playing him this way the last couple of years since he signed. But because we had two midfielders that were fit for the glue factory, he was forced to actually play more games than he probably should yeah. have. And I, I'm delighted with how he's playing. Like, and, and coming on, he's been absolutely excellent. Um, like people are calling him Harvey Fairclough and saying about David Fairclough. Like, I think he's a hell of a lot more technical and technically gifted than David Fairclough was. But um, it's high praise for such a young player. And yeah, look, I, the Foden uh, thing that Shawnee said is exactly the way we should be handling him. And, and Foden, said, and Foden is, is probably. Would Foden be four seasons in now at City, yeah. realistically? Yeah. And he's yeah. still one of those where you go, I'm not too sure he plays. You know what I mean? He, he's he's left out for quite a bit when you, when you look through the, the games yeah, he's he plays with the season. He's a brilliant he's footballer. Quality. He's a fucking brilliant footballer. But if you look at the percentage of games he plays, it's probably steadily rising. But there's still a fair bit where... Although You'll go through periods where he's not Where playing. you mightn't see him. You mightn't see him yeah. start for about six or eight games. Um but look, overall, it's a it's a it's a, it's a win. It's three points. It's top of the league. It's it's a dead rubber on Thursday. It's United next Sunday. West Ham then Arsenal. So it's a big period, and then Burnley and Newcastle before we, we well Burnley to see out the year and Newcastle to start twenty twenty four. And um, overall, you know, I think I think we've covered it where we can make adjustments we can improve but it's not a fitness thing it's just it's a it's a technical thing we're trying to do and the technical thing is the hardest thing to do especially when you bring in new players around um all over the place and the team is changing a lot due to injuries and maybe dips in form between other different one or two players um before we go though does anyone want to throw out a sausage of the week anybody can i can i go first because Michael Owen done an interview and I swore to Jesus he was acting the bollocks. I thought it was for like, um, I thought it was for, uh, what you call that? Children in need or one of these, you know, one of these red, red nose days, right? And he was doing this, but it's not, it's actually real. So Michael Owen with like the most serious face I've ever seen and the intensity, I've never seen intensity in the interview in my life where he says he has the bravery as a youngster to throw an apple at a bin, which is six meters away. And I was like, 
How big is his fucking bedroom? Six meters. That's 18 foot, you mad bastard. But he had the bravery to throw the apple because you know what could happen? The apple might not go in the bin, but also the apple may hit the wall and leave a stain. And he had the bravery. It was absolutely off the bleeding What was wall. this in there? Like, not that context makes this any fucking better, but what context? I don't know. I just see, I don't even know who he's talking to. I just seen him saying it. It was, um, it was absolutely insane. Um, I sent you a thing of it. I, I don't know. Is it? It could be one of those high performance podcasts. It's, yeah, it's, it's not the high performance, but it's that type of shit, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. comic now. relief it's, goes a piece of yeah. It's nailed in Alan Partridge, isn't it? It's what the fuck yeah, is no, he it's, on about? It's um, uh, <laughs> Sam says Michael Owen made that apple out to be like a shotgun the way he was carrying on. <laughs> yeah, that's what it was like. That's what it was like. Anybody else want to throw anybody else? Because I did. I, I, I had in in dark the the stream I was watching it on yesterday. In dark, he's more famous for being a boxing commentator. He should stick to boxing. Some of the things that he said yesterday, like uh, Nathaniel Klein, uh, who uh, clap signed for Liverpool. No, he didn't. Uh, Klopp doesn't like the half twelve kickoffs. It's not too bad this week. Palace have played on Wednesday too. It's after European games that he really hates them. Well, there's actually a rule in football now that you don't get the half twelve <laughs> if you're playing European games. Yeah. And and he yeah. says Andy Madley was Andy Madley. He's over at the screen for their first penalty. Yeah. And he says Andy Madley. Uh, he's looked. The goal won't stand uh, because of the foul on Endo. What what goal? It was a penalty. He was trying to fucking rule out. Like, yeah. He just was all over the shop. And he had, what was it, your man that played for uh, Ireland? Matt Holland. He was on Cocoms as well. It wasn't yeah. too much better either. Um, uh, that's Tommy, because of the whole Joey Barton thing. Even the lads get it fucking wrong as well, Joey. Yeah. Tommy C says, uh, I hope everyone at Old Trafford was all right because he did notice a fire drill at Old Trafford on around 80 minutes. <laughs> and he hopes everybody is okay after that. Keith, anybody want to throw in before we go? No, I think... Um, your man on TNT, the, I thought the TNT commentary was a bleeding deplorable set oh, of lads. Your man Fletch was absolutely heartbroken when when Andre Oyu got sent off yesterday. Couldn't believe it and absolutely carried on like an absolute gimp for the rest of that game. The way he made out, if you didn't see the game, and if you watch the game, I love watching the game back and seeing the without the sort of risk or whatever of how the result goes. He was talking some absolute scutter. You know, he was absolutely shite. So I put him down. He hates Liverpool in anyway, but I put him down as a sausage of the week, definitely, the way he carried on. Like as if, by the way, Roy Hodgson not far off him as well. Did you see his interview after yeah, the yeah. game? Yeah. Oh, yeah, you that's that? who probably would have, probably. Yeah, it's nonsense about Virgil on the first yellow card. Virgil van Dijk got him a yellow card. Rio Ferdinand said it in the commentary. Oh, yeah, I used to do that all the time. Players are doing that since the fucking dawn of time, Roy. Do you know yeah. what I mean? And Fletch. Fletch thought this was a hard one. The carry-on of them was just... Off do you know what I can't, you know, I can't know that he's alive since the dawn of time? But it's, but yeah. it's not... It's not It's it's not even... like Your man is... The, the pundits and the commentators do my head in, so I try I try get the American feeds, to be honest with you, um, and sometimes just turn the telly down. But what I don't get with all this is, why do people just disregard what the rules are? They literally yeah. go, I have an argument here. I want to make the argument, so I don't care what the fucking rule is. Like, if An- if Andre Ayew makes that challenge on Harvey Elliott and is not on a yellow card, he would get a yeah. yellow card and everyone would go, yeah, he stopped the break, it's a yellow card, right? But he actually goes and blocks a free kick, gets a yellow, and then that one is a yellow, and it's like, ah, yeah, but hold on, he's on a yellow. I don't think it's a yellow because he's on one. And I'm like, no, no, no. 
no, no, no. said he shouldn't have given him a yellow because he's already been <laughs> because he's already on it. So basically, you can't get two yellow cards now. Yeah. If they go by their rules, you cannot get two yellow cards because Artie's on a yellow. You can't give him that. I know it's a yellow card. It's a yellow card for him over there if he does it without a yellow, but it's not for him. You know the sort of way. So you'd be all running out going, get a yellow as quick as you can here, lads, because yeah. it's a free-for-all. They can't they give just, you a second one. They, they just disregard rules for, for the sake of an argument. It's it's it's, uh, oh, it's fucking mad. I think that man Fletch yeah. had a bit of a shift hit when the 10 minutes went up on the board. Yeah. But then after Liverpool scored what was the winner, he was saying that there should be more time added on. So, yeah. which is... Yeah, I don't know, boys, like, because, it, like, I, it, like, years ago, um, Sky and BT, or, like, what would he call you? ESPN, they were years ago. Like, made that money off advertising. You know, like, that. that's where the bread was for them. Now, they make massive money on engagement on, on X and on yeah. Instagram or whatever else it is. And, and the only thing that causes engagement is when the likes of Liverpool are in these things where you can cause debates in the comments because, like, the show I seen Arsenal fans coming out yesterday is absolutely fucking bonkers. Like, men, like the conspiracy gear they're coming out with. Yeah, they've, they've decided now that the PGMOL have decided to award the Premier League title to Liverpool. Yeah, yeah, like, mm-hmm. big, big fans like, of ours. I can't get away from sausage of the week, though, boys. It was, it was between one or two people, but that little wank pheasant, Bruno Fernandes. <laughs> coward. <laughs> fucking coward. Do you reckon yeah. he does it on purpose? The fucking, sure as the fucking sun rises in the morning, yeah. he's done that on purpose. He's it wasn't a, like a tackle, it was descent. He knew, he knew what you're getting with descent. He's a pissant. He's a fucking pissant. Like, and you know what? Like, he may as well not have played last year. Never budget his just fucking walked around him. Yeah. He, he quit on that game, him. didn't he? He quit. He was begging he was to come off. But he yeah. handed him the club captaincy following that, remember? Yeah. yeah, because nobody else would fucking take it. That's the truth. And, right. and, and again, going on that, a Ten Hag offers fucking pog for the captaincy and Matt just coming out last week saying the fella's late every day by training. Yeah. Another spoofer. Another yeah. fucking spoofer. But this fella absolutely died in the end. What a fucking prick. And if you're yeah. an United fan who turns around and says, oh, no, the only one we have, you're a bigger fucking prick for letting someone like that. Well, he's a shy hawk. An absolute shy hawk. I can't believe, honestly, when I, I didn't know that a, a, a yellow would see him out of the game. Honestly. And no, it was Emmett that said it to us yesterday. He fucking nailed, but didn't he? But I had a game on. I had a game on and uh, it was a... Uh, what. Yeah, man's actually a really good commentator. He's one of them that I really like. He used Ian to do Dark, the Ian Dark, is it? No, no, no. That's me. Emmett's friend. He's very good. He used to do the 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 match of the day. John he used to do the match, but he's had to get he's had to get in a gig. I think for NBC or something. One of them. He was, but anyway, I like him. I always like him when he's on, right? I think and, I know what you're talking he turns around and goes, well, Dave Brown, I'll probably, uh, I don't know, probably thinking to himself inside there that he's happy he won't have to make a trip down the N7 or something next week. And I was going, well, is he out for that? Is he missing for that? And, and then I'm saying Emma's joke and I was like, hold on a fucking sec. So he had to get himself booked. No, it wasn't even a fucking tackle. I was going, oh my God, weak as piss, softer than baby show you, yeah. honest to God. He's a fucking... He's yeah. an and they all love him. They all champion him, and he's yeah. their captain. 
And and He's the funny thing is that now you say it like because I didn't know what he got booked for. I thought maybe he threw himself into the tackle. He was getting annoyed, but if he's getting done for descent when they're three 0 down, um, you know, and he's he knows because he knows he knows how many bookings he's on. He knows it, and he knows if I, if I don't get booked today, I'll play at Liverpool. I might get booked at Liverpool. I miss whatever game it is, but he knows where he's at. So I'm actually on board now with Bruno Fernandez getting a yellow to avoid going to Anfield to avoid as club captain of Manchester United trying to bring his team into into Anfield where they were fucking annihilated last year. And instead of standing up and going, lads, we have to be better. Let's go out and show them that we weren't as bad as last season. He decides I'll take a booking. Lads, best of luck. I thought he was on Monday. That's that's off the bleeding wall stuff. Um, we have to go. I'm sorry, no, lads. I know you're having a lovely time. Keith, anything else before no, we go? No, nothing else. Enjoy that. Loads of sauces of the week. Um, yeah. Brilliant, good, good stuff, good stuff. Good stuff. Um, I tell you, I was at the Fulham game last week. Did I tell you that? Yeah, go on. Tell you about it another day. Go on. Cold, fucking freezing was. I thought you during the week. Freezing Emma. cold, loads of goals. Happy days. Uh, Emma, anything else before we go? No, all good. I was at the Brentford game. That was right. also freezing cold. Yeah, but Anfield is freezing. Keep us at the original Brentford game. So, like, yeah. your, your Brentford doesn't matter. I only um, went to the Brentford game because Keith said he went to. It's such a good game to go. I want to experience it. Yeah. Was his name was his name outside the main stand? You know, like <laughs> they talk uh, about it still. They yeah. talk about yeah. it in the pubs around the was stadium. Here, written yeah. in tipex on the main stand. Yeah. Um, before we go, and I will come to Sean in a second. Before we go this week, um, myself, Pete, and Phil are back tomorrow night with the three topic show. If you haven't listened to last week's comment list, it was mental. Um, we have got Premier League chat during the week. We have um, the reaction to the Union game. We have the reaction to the United game. They're on, on, on the free feed. And then across the week on the member stuff, we have 10 a.m. every morning. It's the 30. It's just a bit of football and a load of random stuff. And, of course, the Telegram Chronicles, which has gone down a tree. Um, they're great. And we also have the tribute show coming up. We have a couple of the title shows, episodes four and five coming up in that. Um, so there's about 12 shows across the week. I think seven or eight of them are members. Four of them are on the, on the feed along with this one. Shawnee, I have a question to ask you. Someone on Twitter, um, I could get it up on here on Twitter and show you, but I can't find my phone. But basically they said, is Shawnee horny yet? And this is about that the Mutale, was it? Yeah, Mutale. That was his name. Yeah, he Man from asked, Essex. Yeah, he that, yeah. And, um, yeah. But he said, just ask Shani, is he horny yet? He listens to this in his car every morning. So, Shani, yeah. are you horny yet? I'm hornier than a horny thing from Hornyland. Well, <laughs> Horny 98. <laughs> Get on it. And the boys are talking about all the games and all of that, but I was at the Microsoft Excel World Championships in the convention center. <laughs> <laughs> in the Dolby, down on the dock road. Uh, right. They're naming the, name yeah, the Mike with uh, the Excel ring after him. What? The name in the XL ring after Shawnee, the Shawnee Lawson ring. That's where it'll be next year. <laughs> I think Shawnee's frozen. I think he's asking, "Are we going out for a game?" I think he's frozen. Ah, we'll try our best, Shawnee. We'll try our best. He's looking to go out for the Man United game next week, Gavin. I know you're, you're a hermit when it comes to that one. <sighs> Not in United games. I can't. I can't I've do United got games. Mission slip signed off. Have you got are it? You signed off, are you? Yeah, yeah. I've me, fo- me football clubs par- Christmas party the night before, and then me podcast Christmas party. Podcast Christmas party. Ah, I like it. I like it. I like it. I like it. Like we might get Shawnee back in here before we finish. So you've you've made the last time me and Keith watched the United game together. It didn't end yeah. well. That's right. We watched it with Matt. Watched it last year and Ryan's the the scutchery blade and oh, Jesus, one. yeah. When we were yeah. stinking the gaffel, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, that wasn't good. That wasn't good. No, that wasn't good. Um, but we'll so make up for it this time. I'm not sure if we... Oh, lads, just have me head wrecked now. The two of you are going to watch that together now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, no, break the habits of a lifetime. Uh, no, I can't. Well. I can't. Because, you see, if we lose, I'll be like, oh, fuming. But if we win... Have you come just up and Eddie Rockets if if we lose? Ah, listen, me, those three aren't allowed Eddie Rockets anymore. <laughs> Remember the last time he went in, he was yeah. rubber, and he's like, "Well, I have it, yeah, I'll have that, yeah, yeah, great." And he just don't pay for it. What? Don't think I even paid that day. Think I'm banned him and everything. Oh, did you? That's not right. Because main menus and fucking any desserts. I was worried that my picture would be up behind the tail doing our service is deviant if he comes in again because he <laughs> left it at um, Live streamer from the pub. Um, loads of people have said oh, this. Sh- what I, a I think show. we should. I think we should no, we're going to look. look we're, I'll, tell, I'll tell you what we do. We'll promise you this. Before the season's out, we will try organise somewhere in Dublin to watch a game and after the game do a live podcast after the game where we'll stream it on the internet, but people in the room will be able to be involved as well. I promise, promise, promise that that will, um, that that will happen between now and the end of the season. Hold on, Shani's coming back because I couldn't leave the show without Shani being here. Uh, guest three, Shani. There he is. He's in the, he's in the green room. He says he's in the green room. Oh, this does this on me all the time. Uh, let me see. Uh, a nation holds its breath. Yeah, guest has muted himself. It says he's muted. Now he's frozen. Now I can't. I can't do it, Shani. I can't do it. I can't. <laughs> right. Um, that's been it. Shani's trying to organise drinks for next week. Anyone interested, get on to Shani. Let him know. Keith, listen. Best of luck getting that Excel course. Yeah. Shani is the champ, champ, champ. And me, Emma, yeah. I know the champ. I know the champ, champ, champ. Yeah, that and listen, Emma, next year, you never know, it could be your year. You just need to get, sprinkle a little bit more inspiration on the people yeah. you work with, and next year could absolutely be your year. Join us tomorrow at 10 a.m. for the 30 for an amazing edition of the Telegram Chronicles. I promise you it's going to be an amazing edition because I'm literally reading all the messages from the weekend in the Telegram. Well, you said the weekend doesn't count. It's well, a I was lying, and I'm going to dramatize them anyway, so it's going to be great. That has been it. Talk to you in a bit. Love you all. Over and out. Sports Social Podcast Network.